Hey, welcome back to another episode of Grounded with Brandon and Craig. This may be the shortest episode ever because Craig has had two shots of espresso in his coffee. I'm working on my second shot right now. Craig, welcome. Welcome. And hey, thank you guys for joining us for Grounded. Have a great day. <laughs> Have a good day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. We got a new coffee machine. And, right. Um, so he's making coffee. It's fancy. And it makes... Espresso. Espresso. You said it right. I did. I would just say it to just jack with you. I usually say espresso. Espresso. I'm like, bro. And he walks in. He's like, it's espresso. And I'm like, no, it's espresso. There's no X's in there. So I, I, you know, I'm always like, yeah, I, I know it is, but I just like to toy with him because he thinks, he thinks that he's God's gift to spelling because he won a spelling bee. I did. In West Virginia. Western. In Hilljack County, West Virginia. Allegheny County. And there were three people there. The two people above him, one guy was 60, the other guy was 70, and those two guys were in the fifth and the sixth grade. So, yeah. So how'd you do in the spelling bee? You're actually not far <laughs> off. No, I'm just kidding. So actually, it was a legit spelling bee. It was a legit spelling bee. you didn't bee. win though, right? I won for my school, and then I, I got knocked out for like the regionals and whatnot. But to my credit. Would they, would they get you on Mississippi or something? No. Narrate, which I can spell in my sleep. However, this yes. lady that was giving the words had a way thicker accent than I did, and she said – she gave me my word, narrate, narrate. And I should have my, – my mistake, I should have asked for it to be used in a sentence. But I didn't, and so I spelled it the way she said it, N-I-R-R-A-T-E. I have no idea what narrate is, so um, – but I spelled it the way – I'm a very phonetical speller. Are you now? I am. And so I spelled it the way I heard it, and I was wrong because the word was actually narrate. She just had a thick southern accent. <laughs> well, so who beat you? I, I can't remember. Oh, come on. I really can't. It was He was older than me. Oh, it was he a girl was like, or a boy? Yeah, he was in middle school. Okay. Like he was in eighth grade. I was in seventh. Okay. The guy that won. Yeah. So it's been a few years. And then he went on to like states or whatever. But I got this really cool pen and uh, lead pencil set and says like, spell. I think, I think I've got him in my office. Oh my gosh. It's like spelling bee champion. <laughs> I don't even know what year that was. Was seventh grade? That would have been like 1997. Something like that. Dude, you're wobbling your foot like it's, uh, I think Ooh. you've had too much. I think you've had too much caffeine today. <laughs> I just want to say just downed a huge cup of espresso. Normally you get that like I get that a shot of espresso in your coffee. Yeah. Drinking it straight just like that, that is smooth. It very much is, but uh how many things could you do like three or four of those in a row? Oh, I could. What would you be like afterwards? I'd probably crash in about an hour and be you asleep. You should go run your marathon. Heck yeah. Next year. You'd be like, hey, I, I just ran a 35-mile-an-hour marathon. Nobody what? else was running with me, but I ran it all by myself. <laughs> da, 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 da. You'd be like that guy that talks super fast. <laughs> oh, the Micro Machines guy. Remember yeah. that guy that yeah. did the Micro Machines commercial? Oh, yeah, I do. That was awesome. So we are actually drinking coffee that was given to us from Virginia. Vir Virginia, okay. Yeah, so um, this is a gentleman. He passed it along. My mom was telling him about our podcast and telling him how much we loved coffee. And, um, and so – he was like, oh, well, I will bring them some coffee. His name is John Fitzgerald, 
And um, did he actually bring it here, or did he send it? No, he sent it with my mom. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha, okay. And uh, so when we picked the kids up this past Thursday, she had it for me. Nice. Um, but but I I know John from back home, and he works for the um the company. It's called Oliver's Distributors. And so okay. I think they distribute this coffee. The coffee okay. is out of Suffolk, Virginia, and it's called. I'm going to mess up the name. Segafredo. S e g a f r e d o is Segafredo. the company. Segafredo. Like Segafredo. Zanetti. That um, sounds like hey, now batting for <laughs> it does. Cincinnati Reds. Segafredo. <laughs> yeah, and so this is um, what he sent us here is Enzo. E n z o. Okay. It's a rich and bold. It's a dark roast. It says the tasting notes are smoky, and I actually kind of taste the smokiness in mm-hmm. it. You just taste the espresso um, with dark chocolate and caramel. And and it was good at the very. I'm not gonna I like lie. Dark chocolate and caramel. So I'm not gonna lie. The very first drink I took, and, and you can't base coffee off of your first sip because you always get kind of a hints of of things, and then it kind of mellows out and evens out as you continue to drink your cup. But the very first drink I took, it was like, ooh, that's like bitter. Like I tasted a bitterness. But since then, I take a drink. Yeah, it's it's smooth. I can definitely. I would agree with the the um the smokiness. Not sure that I can really taste like the caramel, but like the dark chocolate I I can kind of see where they they get that from too, but it's good. Well, I never tasted the bitterness. I well you had that shot of espresso, that's all you tasted. I did taste that, but um it it never tasted bitter to me and sometimes you know it can be it was strong. I, I yeah. it was strong cuz I had the espresso in How did I make it? What is it? How did I make it? John Wayne like. Yeah, yes. That's the only way to make it. But um uh but he uh when he made it, um I did take a sip of it before you brought the thing in, the espresso, and um it it didn't taste bitter to me. Mm-hmm. Um it, it did um it it's got a really good flavor it to does, it. It does, yeah. And so I I really appreciate uh is it John? John. John, thank you for if you're listening to this, thank you for sending that uh, our way. Yes. And we always appreciate everybody who uh, gives coffee. We have Bags of coffee now. We love, uh, we love using them and drinking them and, um, and we love trying something that's brand new. I like trying something I've never had before. Yeah. And so that's really, uh, it's really Absolutely. awesome. So thank you guys for thinking of us and thank you, John, for, uh, all the way from Virginia. Virginia. So down yes. in, uh, down in, um, is that God's country? God's country, the Appalachian Mountains. Okay. So thanks, John. Appalachian. So anyway, Appalachian. Espresso. <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> I'm gonna have to go drink another shot just to do oh, with you. Gosh. <laughs> so what's going on with you? I ran four miles this morning. Did you? Uh that felt really good. I uh I, I'm gonna be honest, I slacked last week. Uh we were we were kinda like honeymooning last week, Allie and I were. You know, mom and dad were up the week before that during VBS and on Thursday morning they left for Virginia. They took three stowaways with them. They had all, they took all three of our kiddos really to Virginia nice. with them for the week. And so we left, I uh, went Thursday night to pick them up, but, but they were tired. Um, they were mom and dad. I bet, I bet, I bet they didn't get up to, I bet they went to bed on, uh, right <laughs> when they got home and they didn't get up till Sunday morning. Exactly. <laughs> My kids, um, so anyways, I, I didn't, I didn't run as much last week as I wanted to. And it's just laziness. I'm not going to lie. It's just, it was all me. I just was lazy. Didn't get out of bed early. I like to run early in the morning. The humidity has been brutal. Like this morning I pulled it up, um, the weather channel app and it was 94% humidity this morning. Yeah. I think it's terrible in the mornings. Usually. So felt good though to get four miles in because I've got that, uh, half marathon in Amish country, September the 9th. So I'm what, six weeks away from that. That's my son's birthday, September 9th. Awesome. And it's also 
Kevin Beal's birthday. Awesome. Kevin, yeah. you should come up and uh, cheer me on in Amish country for your birthday, and then we'll go grab some chicken and noodles afterwards. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that's exactly what he wants to do on his birthday. I figured. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, But no, things are, are good. Uh, like I said, the week last week was good with uh, with without any kids. We went to the movies. We went and saw Sound of Freedom last Monday night. Very good movie. Julie Andrews in that? <laughs> Julie Andrews is not in that. She would have been good Christopher at that. Christopher Plummer? No. Oh, we, oh, that wasn't the sound of music. It was that. Different sound. Okay, different sound. But no, this is the one we talked about a little bit last week, I think, on the podcast. And uh, it is the, the um, movie. Uh, Jim Caviezel, who played Jesus in The Passion of the Christ, um, was one of the big guys um, in very instrumental in getting this movie out. He actually played the main role of Tim Ballard in the movie. It's based off of a true story. I mean, obviously it's, there are some parts in there that are a little fabricated for the, the movie screen to make right, it you right, know, dramatic, right. but they did a great job of telling the story and, and honestly just really bringing to light the, just the, the truth mm-hmm, of mm-hmm. child sex trafficking. I mean, essentially disgusting. It is so disgusting, disgusting. and, and it needs to be, definitely brought to light there needs to be more done about it and so i've heard people be like oh i don't know that i can go watch the movie i don't know there's nothing graphic in the movie um it really does just do a great job of i'm already jacked up enough with the stuff that i see so. that exactly i don't know that you craig craig and i talked he was like i would have to eat a whole tub of popcorn like and continuously just shoving it in my mouth during the movie to keep from yelling at and then the, eat the box and then <laughs> eat the box to keep from yelling at the movie screen <laughs> Um, but no, it was good. It, it was a very good movie. So I have we, no tolerance, no patience, none yeah. for anybody who um, is abuses, uh, and, abuses yeah. children, kills children, agreed. Uh, uh, you know, pedophiles, neglects I, them. Yeah, I have zero zero tolerance for for that at all. And and you would think that our government would be more um, involved in something like this, but our government is involved because I, in I believe we have people in high level positions yep. who actually know what's going on but they refuse to do anything about it because i think they're actually involved and i agree um they may shut us down after this on this podcast they might that but um we're not the only ones that believe that and we're not the only ones that have said uh, that so, so i that that's why i know that they're that for some you know here's the thing i don't need for you to get involved in my life in any way shape or form you just need to leave me alone and leave every american alone if you're if you're government official because you've been appointed by us to do a certain job but you're not doing that job Mm -hmm. so you have to keep us safe because i don't have the power to do that i can't command the army navy and air force to to do that so that's your job keep me safe keep my keep my family safe keep my kids safe keep my border safe allow there's a process to get through Mm -hmm. they're not doing that and um you know what? You need to, you need to just leave us alone and let us, let us live our lives. And, but there are things that I can't do either. Like I can't go after the people who human traffic and, uh, sexually right, abuse kids right. and all that, but you can, and there's processes to do that, but they're not doing that. And so that just irks me to death that they allow this to go on. But yet they're climbing down Trump's frame because of some made up, you know, pardon the, trumped up charge of of things that you know that he has done and they're all they're on him like uh you know white on rice so i i don't i I don't understand it when they should be going after these pedophiles and these guys who abuse children and these guys who are in the sex trafficking um it just it drives me nuts and and you know i I appreciate those guys i don't i probably will see the movie at some time i'll probably watch it it's very good you should watch it i'll have to watch it at home but what I'm saying is that I really appreciate those guys who who have the courage 
to do that. I mean, you know what I'm talking about? Exactly. Where they, where they stay. Cause they're not only doing well, the movie, but I've seen the interviews. I, yes. I, I mean, yes. I've seen, is it Jim Caviezel? Yes. And, uh, and Tim Ballard is Tim the guy. Ballard I've seen them. He was the actual guy that rescued the, the kids. Yes, yes. And I've seen a couple interviews with them and really, really good. Mm-hmm. Really, um, open your eyes just if you just watch the interviews. Yes. But here's the thing. I mean, we, we, I understand not wanting to see the movie. And, but I under, if you're not wanting to see the movie because you're like me because it just, it just irks you and you're right. just like you're going to tear the movie screen down. But I don't, I don't, if you're not seeing the movie because you just want to deny it, that's another thing. You can't deny these things that are taking right. place because this stuff is absolutely true. I mean, this stuff not, is not just a Chicago, New York, Ca- California thing. This is all over the United States yeah. and worldwide. So, and I, I watched an interview with Tim Ballard, the guy that actually saved, um, these kids. And, uh, he, he said in this interview, he said, you know, these, these kids that he saved are now in their early twenties. Right. And, um, I mean, to his credit, he had, he had kids that were young at the time and he was away from his family mm-hmm. for, I, I'm not sure exactly how long, but I, I'm imagining months. Um, and his wife was kind of holding down the fort there mm-hmm. and encouraging him to continue to do what he was doing. Mm-hmm. And, um, but he, he said in this interview, he said, you know, these, these, Young people are in their early twenties now. He said they've got a, a, an amazing story to tell. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he said, you know, they're actually working on some kind of mm-hmm. things with them to be able to share their story too. And he said right. it's going to be just very eye opening. Right. Yeah. So I, it was just sad. I mean, it's, it, you're right. It, it brings up so many emotions. You know, you get angry, you get sad, you, you just you are frustrated. And so, you know, just. You, you would love just to see the, that whole operation just blown open. Yeah, exactly. And, and exposed for what it was and who was actually involved in that and, and brought down. I, I think the thing I, um, I, I think the thing that in, in a worldly sense of view for myself, right. which I try not to get into that because I know God is in control, but in a worldly sense of view when it comes to justice, um, it's almost like, Hey, I, I would like these who, who are, in, who are in our government, who are high level officials, who are involved in this, who know that what's going on. I want them exposed. I want them brought down. Exactly. And uh, that's, that's my own personal justice. Uh, that, that I'd like to see done. But, um, I'll ultimately know that God is in control and God has the final say on all that. So, right. um, you know, that, that's, that's the beauty of the God. That's the beauty of God. That's the beauty of his word that, you know, helps keep you, you know, pardon the term again, grounded, you know, cause in that word, it's all about staying yes. with God, staying grounded, keeping, keeping, uh, keeping, keeping at bay and not letting your surroundings get to you. And I can't imagine, you know, being that guy. And running in and rescuing these kids, what emotions that you would have for yeah. that? I mean, if you have kids, I mean, you, you, you're going to have, that's the emotion that I have. I have grandkids. I have kids. You yeah. Know, I can't imagine, you know, my grandkids or my daughter or exactly. my son being, you know, sold like that at, at and, and especially young. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I just, I, I, I can't, I can't even wrap it's sick. my mind around yeah. it. Yeah. It's sick. It's demented. It's demonic. It's twisted. Yeah. Vile. Horrible. I don't know what else words I can use. You can't on. They're done. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We're done. So I sent a uh, Snapchat out to a bunch of people. Yeah. And uh, it was just a a selfie of me with the microphone here. and just said grounded. Molly Nauman messaged back. She said rambling with Brandon and Craig. There we go. (laughs) Which is actually kind of what we're doing right now. But so how about you? How has your week been? Pretty good. Um, Nothing major. Uh, My dad came in for a few days and got to visit him. 
Got to see him one day last year, oh actually, my. at Christmas. We were, um, because, you know, the weather was so terrible. And so we were together for about one day or yeah. so. And, but he came in for a couple of days. And so that was nice to, to see him and Good. spend Good. some time with him. And, um, so, uh, but other than that, not much. I mean, just working and, um, how about that storm? What about that storm? So we, that was the night we went to, we met mom and dad halfway in Ripley, West Virginia. Yep. And we knew it was kind of be, gonna kind of be bad. And so I, we had left our dog. We started leaving our dog out, like just leaving his right, cage open. Right. So he kind of has free range of the house. Yeah. And, um, but I put my, I've got a couple of outdoor cameras. So if you're going to come to my house and do anything, um, just be careful because I, We'll see you. Um, but anyway, so I took one of them and I put the, put it in the living room just so I could kind of keep an eye on him because, you know, I trust him, but I just want to see kind of what he does while we're gone, which is funny because he just sits on the couch and looks out the window, like waiting for us to get back. Like, I wonder what it, what it's like. Like, what, what is time like for a dog? Like, does he think we're gone for days? Does he think we're gone just for, you know, a few minutes? Right. But, but he just right. has his head over the edge of the couch, just watching for us to come home. But anyway, so we got down south and we knew the storms were, were possibly going to get bad. And so we were kind of keeping an eye on that and talking to people back home. We were getting the notifications on our phone, talking about the tornado warnings and all that stuff in Union County. And, um, so I checked in on him at one point and you could just see where it had gotten dark and it was still daylight where we were. But just the clouds rolled in and everything got dark. And he was um, not sitting on the couch anymore. He was just kind of hunkered down laying on the couch. And you, you could I, – so I pulled up the camera that was outside and was looking. It was like, man, things were whipping around and the wind was oh, blowing. Yeah, it was crazy. About 10 minutes later, I pulled the camera back up and he was not on the couch anymore. I'm like, oh, man, where's he at? I can't see him. And it was in night mode because it was so dark. Right, the camera right, right. was in night mode. Right. All of a sudden, I see a flash of two beady eyes from his cage open. And shut. And then about 10 seconds later, I saw him again. Open, Open and shut. shut. He was just kind of hunkered down in his cage. He was in his safe spot. Um, but, yeah, now we got home that night, and you could see, um, like, on the way home, we got into Union County, and you could see where, like, on Route 4, there was a big tree that had blown across, and they'd cut up so people could yeah, get through. Yeah, yeah. Um, we had two giant limbs down in our backyard, so the kids got home from vacation with Nene and Paul Ball, and I put them to work Friday morning. During that entire storm? I was yep. sitting on my back patio. You sent me a video. In the one spot where it was get, not getting hit. It was crazy. It was like, I'm just, I'm like, you know what? I'm just staying out. I'm going to, I'm going to weather the storm. I want to see what this is like. And, um, pretty much lasted the entire time. Yeah. So it was, yeah, you sent little, me that. I got a little wet. But. You sent me that video. That tree was moving. <laughs> it was bouncing. Why yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was. I'm sure. So, so yeah, that was good. And, um, we had a little rain last night. That was, that was nice. But yeah, it um, pushed us back inside for youth group. But hey, we just, instead of playing baseball outside, we played baseball inside. Right. So we had a, a foam ball and bat. And, and you having issues over there? Apparently. Oh, I, I see am. it. You yeah. broke it. Hold on. You talk. I'm having, uh, I'm having issues. So I saw that you guys did play, um, wiffle ball last night. And so that was, uh, I saw that you were supposed to go outside, but then you guys ended up uh, moving into the gymnasium. And I got pictures from um, Corey and pictures from you, and it looked like they were having a really good time. Yeah, it was so, a good time. We had a, we had a good turnout. You for for, my mic. You're welcome. Appreciate had a good that. turnout for the middle of you know middle of summer, pretty much. Right. And, um, had you almost had as good a turnout as we did yesterday morning. That was dismal. It was dismal, How do you lose wasn't it? Sixty-eight people from one Sunday to the next. I mean, this is the uh, RCC is one of the craziest churches when it comes to attendance up and down. Like Our attendance is like a roller coaster. It is. 
We're on the hey. We just went down to the bottom. Next week we'll be right back right? to the top. It's like you tick 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 tick. You go up, and then all of a sudden you just the bottom drops out of it. Right. Yeah, that's that's where we were this week. Oh my gosh! But it was a good day. Yeah, we had a good, it was a good day. day, and um, thought it went uh, well. And yesterday morning uh, and the week before, uh, we highlighted a new ministry called Barefoot Ministry. Yep. Um, it's a prison ministry, and and I think um, we had a really good response to that. We had over a hundred people. Sign up to pray for uh, the ministry, and people gave money for the Bibles, mm-hmm. and I, I think that's awesome that you we can um, buy uh, God's Word for less than five dollars. It's like four dollars yeah. and ninety four cents, so five bucks. Yep, and you can actually put the Bible in an inmate's hand, and they can read the Bible. And I think that's, that's great. A, the, one of the greatest gifts that you can ultimately give somebody, and um, and I'm excited about that because we had several people uh, give money. I saw people giving fifties and. Uh, um, I just think it's, uh, I think it's, uh, it's amazing what God, um, can do through something like that. So, you know, I, I'm glad that Gina has, has that in her heart. Exactly. That's something that's a passion of hers and she's been involved in that yes. for a long, a long time. So I'm, I'm thankful that, um, that, you know, God is allowing her to use that to maybe on a more of a, uh, I don't know if the right word, ministry type level, to where you know people are more aware. They're praying. They're they're supporting. They're uh, they might not quite know what to do, but it's one of those things where they can get involved in praying. Yes, I mean, that's huge. Yep. Um, especially, and she's going to be sending out emails to people who signed up to, you know, things that you can pray about. And so I think that's really good. So that 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 was kind of a that mm-hmm. was a really good that was um, good good thing. So it was yeah. good. And then yesterday we were. In our grab bag series, so do you like how I introed that yesterday morning? Yeah. I welcomed everyone and said, "Hey, we're continuing our sermon series, Sermon Grab Bag, where you never know what you're going to get." But today we're talking about what Jesus yeah. do you follow? Exactly. So you never do know what you're going to get. So it's like um, Allie told me. She said, "You should have done it in your Forrest Gump, you know, accent. It's like a box of no, chocolates. Life is like a box of chocolates. <laughs> this sermon series is like a box of chocolates." <laughs> You never know what exactly. you're going to get. That was a terrible. I do a better Elmo impersonation than I do Forrest Gump, but right, we're not doing that on the uh, the podcast. So, yeah. well, no. I mean, um, you wear yoga pants. Oh, here we you go. Wear, did I hear you say? Well, there's something else you said you wore last week. I can't remember. You were we were with somebody, and they they got that image in their mind, and I can't remember what it was. Thank God I can't remember because I remember it was kind of embarrassing for you. But well, Cindy uh, Brown, who listens to our podcast as well, kept saying during VBS week that she wanted to get a picture of me in my dress. Oh, because I was Daniel, and so we were wearing, and I was wearing a robe, and it looked like you know it probably didn't look what like what they wore in Bible times. But anyways, it was supposed to. And so I had a couple different ones that I put on, you know, and one was really long, like down to my ankles. Um, covered my feet actually, and the other, so, which really isn't that long because I'm so short. But the other one came like just below my shorts, and so she, the second day I saw her, and she goes, ah, "You're not wearing your short dress today." I wanted a picture of you because oh I was gosh. wearing the one that was down to my feet. You so. got so, you're like you're like Diana Ross. You got like a closet <laughs> full of clothes and dresses and yoga pants and tights and oh my goodness. I'm worse so. with the shoes. That's where don't ask my wife about my shoes. You got Gloria Steinem with the shoes and stuff. I'm like, <laughs> holy cow. 
Oh my goodness! Yeah. But yeah, yesterday was even though we were a little bit down, we had mm-hmm. a, had a good attendance or not didn't have a good attendance, but we had a good day. Yeah. And um, I um, you know I, I'm really um, it's kind of exciting though when you um, see people just kind of standing around the hallways talking and yeah, um, the great job that all of our people do down in the Connections Cafe mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. um, you know I saw did I see biscuits and gravy yesterday? You did. I did not have any. I didn't either. But I swear I saw somebody walking through the hallway. I was talking to somebody and I thought. That looks like biscuits and gravy. They were just walking through the hall. I'm like, wow. Yeah, my daughter had some. She said it was good. Well, <laughs> they look good. Yeah. So biscuits and gravy is nice on a Sunday morning at right? church. Um, I mean, you can't beat that. You can't beat that. It's crazy. So bring your family to church and have some. You don't always know what we're you, gonna you, have. It's like uh, the. It's like sermon it's grab. Like bag. the sermon grab bag. You never Connection know what you're gonna get. Grab bag, right? You don't know what you're getting, right? But we can so. promise it's probably gonna be good. Well, yeah, I mean, it's always good. I like the variety that, uh, that, that they have. Yes. So, um, you know, there's always, everybody puts their own mm-hmm. um, spin on it. And everybody that works back there is over the top. They do a great nice. job. So, yeah. You know, I did, I did get a text and I sent it to you today. It was a correction from last week's podcast. Yeah. Um, you remember what it's about? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Wyatt. Wyatt. He, he said, so sorry to mislead everyone, but I must have misspoken about shaving. I do not use baby oil. It is baby shampoo in all caps. Shampoo. What is he? There's no hair there to shampoo, Wyatt. I. I but he said, hey, "No wonder, shampoo. no wonder." Craig thought I would slip and fall in the shower. <laughs> he said, "However, maybe I should try using the oil post shave." Maybe. And here's the thing: when he kept telling me he used baby oil in the shower, I'm like, I don't know how that's possible because you know, um, you know, if you use baby oil in the shower, like I know years ago, I needed to use baby oil in the shower, and I get in it. Oh man, my feet loop they right out from underneath me. It's like you're on ice. I mean, baby oils—that's what you put on the slip and slide to make well, your kids go yeah. faster. I know, right? So, um, yeah. So now, thanks for the clarification. So yes, thank you. So everybody was really wondering about that. I'm sure. Exactly. So, I got yeah. that text after I ran this morning. People now are like, "Oh, great, we can shut it down." Now we finally know. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So thank you, Wyatt, for the information. Um, bigger than that, thank you for being such a great sport, and um, yeah, you know, allowing Craig to talk about that because for 25 seconds last week he wasn't picking on me. So <laughs> appreciate that. I only pick on those I love. So. The, exactly. It, we, we appreciate it. So yesterday you, um, you started talking, um, about what Jesus do you follow? Right. And I'm sure people hear that question and they're like, well, what are you talking about? Exactly. You know, what, what do you, what do you mean? What Jesus do you follow? So you started with John 1, 10 through 11, talking about Jesus. It says, he came into the very world he created, but the world didn't recognize him. He came to his own people. Right. And even they rejected him. Exactly. And and so, you know, <laughs> Jesus came to a world um, and and they – even they didn't. And you see that I think a lot yeah. today. I mean you, the you, world rejects Jesus. They reject his message. Exactly. And you see that – you see that scripture and it's like – the thing that intrigues me about that scripture is like how in the world did they reject him when that's who they've been waiting on? Exactly. And when he's there, they, they totally are like, you know, no, this is not – this is not – this is not our guy. Well, and but but how much of that speaks to the truth of just human expectations? Exactly. You, you know, we want exactly. things – you know, we want God to meet our needs – we want God to meet our wants. We want to kind of put God in a box when it's convenient for yeah, us. Yeah. We want him to fit what makes us feel good. 
And I think that's the people in Jesus' age, that's what they wanted because he had some hard truths he was trying to teach, and they didn't want any of that. No, they they wanted somebody to deliver them from Rome, and he came for for another reason, and that was hard on them, and that's the same thing today. Exactly. People want a kind of a Mm feel-good Jesus, you know, and all that. Um, I was talking to my text message um, on Saturday night. Kevin Beal um, and I were texting, and um, so Kevin, I hope you don't mind. I'm going to share something if you if you, if you mind. Too late. Here it goes. So, but I was telling him, I said, "Hey, church should be great tomorrow." Um, the topic is, "What Jesus do you follow?" And so Kevin came back with this. He said, "He said we got the Mormon Jesus, we got the Jehovah Witness Jesus, the Hindu, the Muslim, the Buddhist, the progressive Christian Jesus." Mm. The popular one today is the one many professed Christians believe, um, which he said they really aren't Christians. They just claim the title that the real Jesus is all loving and loving you as you come. You don't have to change. You don't have to repent. You don't have yeah. to deny your sins. Um, but Agreed. You know, but Jesus did die for your sins. So, you know, that's the Jesus that, that we're talking about, you know, because, you know, people create this um, – you know, Jesus and, um, you know, it's like, uh, you create an idol. You, yeah. you've just created yeah. your own God. You're, you're no different than, you're no different than the, the Israelites when they made the golden calf or right. you're no different than anybody else who created their own God and they're, they're worshiping another God because mm-hmm. you, you, you can't believe that's the Jesus that you're worshiping right. when you read the Bible. And a lot of times, I think it's more convenient to create our own God. Right. Makes me good. Makes me, right. makes me right. all right. Right. You know? Yeah. And the, and the Jesus that people are wanting to create means they don't have to repent. They don't have to acknowledge that what they're doing is right. wrong. And, and then you've got the, the flip side where people, you know, are, are like, well, you can't judge me. You're a Christian. God tells you to love me. God tells you to all of these da, 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 da. Well, yeah. But Jesus also confronted people who were living in sin and told them not to do that anymore. Right. He showed them the light and then said, you know, like, and, and I know we've brought this up. It's, it's one of my favorite instances when he, you know, he meets with the uh, woman caught in adultery right. and everybody who's there ready to stone her ends up going on a, going away because he asks them, you know, you without the, you without sin can throw the first right. stone. And he tells her to what? Go and sin no more. Right. He doesn't say, hey, go, go on your merry way, continue to go but live with the guy. he acknowledged that was a sin. He acknowledged it was a sin. Because he said, go and sin mm-hmm. no more, and or go and leave your life of sin. Yes. Um, the problem that, you know, you see on that is, is that, you know, you say, hey, you can't judge me. Well, here's the thing. God's already judged what sin is. Exactly. So... Either you believe God or you don't. Right. You know, so for those Christians who's like, ah, you know, I, you know, my, my son, my daughter, my, somebody I know, a good friend of mine just came out as gay or they came out as this or they came out as transgender. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm not here to judge them. No, you, then you're not going to go along with God's word because ju- right. God has already right. judged what is male and female. God has already said this is what is sin. So you're not going to try to help them. Well, you know what? Shame on you for not trying to help them. Correct. What it is is you're trying to give yourself an excuse that you don't have to talk to them and you don't have to you, know, you're, you don't have to be convicted enough to try to lead them away from their life of sin. You're basically saying you don't care for that person because you're right. basically saying, hey, you know what? They're okay. And I really believe 
that you think they're okay yeah. because you've created this other Jesus in your alternative mind. And, and it's just sad. It's sad that the Christian community is falling for that. And the greatest uh, deception that Satan has pulled over the Christian community is like, hey, I'm okay, you're okay. And we don't need to do right. anything about it. So Exactly. John 3.19 says, The judgment is based on this fact that God's light came into the world, but people love the darkness more than they love the light, for their actions were evil. And isn't that the truth, that we love dark more than we mm-hmm. love the light? We love the wrong more than we love what is good? Um, but I, um, I, I think that what happens in the Christian community is we have this spectrum of religion. Right. Where we encompass everything in religion. Exactly. We don't like to say that because we know it's wrong. We know it's a wrong thing to get involved in. But our actions show us that we are very religious people. Right. Because it's all about the religious act. Exactly. And I love what Bill Bright said. I love this Bill is good. Bright. Bill Bright is so good. He's so been gone to glory for 20 years, but he is so good. He says that uh, many church-going Christians uh, surround themselves with a wall, and they decide who they're going to let in and who they're going to keep out, what rules they're going to follow, and what practices that make them happy, mm. what they like and what they don't like. That's a terrible place to be as a Christian. Yes. He basically is talking about religion. Are you okay over there? Yeah, I was just getting Dude, comfy. You were shifting around like I was just getting comfy over there. Just getting comfy. Yeah. But, yeah, um, that's that's good. You know, I, I got to tell you something. If you're a religious person, that's not going to save anybody. Religion right. isn't going to. Religion makes you feel good. Right. It's not going to save somebody from their sins. Mm-hmm. Uh, a religious person who goes through the religious acts, that's not going to. That's not going to bring anybody to the cross of Calvary. Right. Uh, truly, from right. Uh, from their heart. Yeah, and if you look at the life of Jesus, that's you know he he kind of condemned that you know right. that act of religiousness. You know, we're called. Not to be religious, we're called to be disciples of Jesus, exactly. following him, learning from him, striving to be more like him every single day. And so often, you know, we tend to, I say we, I just lump the church into the American church. Um, we're more like a Pharisees where we try to do the right things to make ourselves look better than right. what we really are. And we try to say the right things and, and put on right. this mask right, of, right. hey, I've got it all together. Guess what? None of us have it all together. Right. No, um, not at all. And so, yeah. Um, so the, I kept asking the question, what Jesus do you follow? Mm-hmm. Do you follow the religious Jesus? Do you follow the real Jesus? What what, what Jesus are, are, are you following? Because mm-hmm. Jesus is the Messiah. He's the King of Kings. He's the Lord of Lords. And, um, you know, or if you're following him, that's awesome. But if you're following some other Jesus that you've crafted in your mind or you think it is right that really doesn't go along with the Bible, that's that's a... That's an alternative Jesus. Mm-hmm. I like Second Corinthians five sixteen and seventeen. Now we use one five my, seventeen a lot. A lot, yeah. But this but a is, lot of times the sixteen is not thrown in. I love verse yeah, sixteen. It's one of my favorite sections of scripture. Go oh, for you it. Want me to your, read it? Oh, okay. Yeah, since it's your favorite, bro, go I for it. I said one of. Okay. I've got a lot of favorites. Yeah, but Second Corinthians five sixteen and seventeen. So we have stopped evaluating others from a human point of view. At one time, we thought of Christ merely from a human point of view. How differently we know Him now, and that's where we're at right now. Is we evaluate everything from a human point of view. Is we have to. We have to evaluate from a biblical perspective like a spirit yeah is that not an awesome verse that is great i mean i I literally i think every person needs to single out that verse every single day and read that exactly okay anyway and then verse 17 this means that anyone who belongs to christ has become a new person the old life is gone a new life has begun that tells me that there has to be 
transformation. Exactly. There has to be change. There has to be repentance. There has to be that that moment of, you know what, that old life, that old me is not me anymore because Christ has changed me and made me Well, the key you. to that is you've stopped doing everything on the physical side. You've stopped evaluating from a human exactly. point of view. And now you're under new ownership. You're mm-hmm. under the Spirit of God, which if you're under the Spirit of God is going to take you in another direction, probably in a direction that you do not care to go. But it's going to be in a direction that you need to go. Right. And once you get there, you're going to be more fulfilled than you've ever been in, in, in your entire life. Um, it's funny. Yesterday I had a, somebody asked me, they were like, Hey, I just, they pulled me aside and said, Hey, I want to tell you something. I was like, Oh, great. Here, here it we goes. go. Here we go. <laughs> and they was like, I just wanted to let you know, I love it when you underline certain words right. on the screen. And I was like, really? And they were like, yeah, because they pop out they and do. it makes the verse I read it differently for the first time, and then the person said, and I love it when you – sometimes you have us read the underlined words. She said, it really sticks out in my mind yeah. later on in the week. So I was like, well, I appreciate that because – Yeah, I mean even that one, like to break that verse down right there, that's yeah. a verse that I quote all the time. Especially like when I'm talking with people about baptism, that's one of my go-to verses. Right. But the way you underlined anyone and belongs – um, you know, you you read it differently. So it's right. like this means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new. new. You had new person, person right. underlined. And so, you know, we look at that, and you, but we do. We're guilty. I'm guilty of that being like, wow, that person's way right. too far gone. Right. You know, they are way off the, the spectrum. And right. Guess what? If they're still on this side of the earth, yeah, they have an opportunity to become a new person. Um, I underline – um, those words because I, I do want them to pop out. I don't mm-hmm. I want people to – I know because – what's the percentage? I can't remember. It's like <clears> – <throat> pardon me – that when people walk out of the uh, the, the sanctuary or the, wherever they heard the sermon or whatever, they're – at that point in time, as they're walking out and they're talking and all that, right at that moment in time, 10 minutes after the message, right. they're retaining about 70% of what they heard. Right. By the time they get to the fellowship hall and out to their cars, they're down to about 60. When they go out to eat and they spend time with their kids and they're all, by the time they get back to their house in the mm-hmm. afternoon on Sunday and they've taken a nap, now they're retaining about 30%. So they say that most generally, as you move into your week, you can retain between 25 and 30% on a plus side. That's overall. Right. But if you do something that stands out, people will retain more. That's why right. I underline the words. I have a friend of mine. Who underlines the words, but he used to put those words that he wanted people to remember in red. And somebody came up to him after church one day and said, did Jesus say those words? (laughs) (laughs) So he said, ah, started underlining. Yeah. (laughs) And I I think the other thing, and I used to do this way more than I do now and, and and I really need to get back to it, but I, I notice people who take notes. Yeah. And I think that helps too. Oh, one hundred percent. Writing things down or making little notes or jotting something down. I 100%. think that helps too. Um, and, and and you know, and I always try to relate things back to the spiritual because, and that's what I do. Even like, even when we talk political stuff, or I talk, you know, cultural stuff, or right. I talk whatever, yeah. uh, religion. Um, it, it, this all goes. This all has a spectrum of. Uh, what's going on in our world today. Right. Uh, because I believe as a Christian, because we've acted religious and pharisaical and all those things, mm-hmm. we have not affected our world the way that we should. So a lot of things are taking place in our world because of the church. Right. I blame the church because of that. We've not stood our ground in our homes. We've not stood our ground at work. We've not stood our ground wherever we've gone. We've kind of gone along to get along. And so I, I think at this point in time, you know, when I look around our culture and our world, you know, there's no doubt we're under the judgment of God. And um, we're going to keep seeing that as 
we move further down the way in First Thessalonians five three it says when people are saying everything is peaceful and secure, then disaster will fall on them as suddenly as a pregnant woman's labor pains begin and there will be no escape. And mm-hmm. so you know, you see what's taking place today and um in fact next this coming Sunday we're talking about a chain of events that right. are happening that have happened that we are in the birth pains of the second coming of Jesus mm-hmm. Christ. And so um, I know some people hate that. Right, they hate right. to talk about that. But you know what? I, that's like the most exciting thing that I can talk about. But anyway, First Timothy chapter 4, verses 1 and 2, says, The Holy Spirit tells us, us clearly in the last time some will turn away from the true faith, and they will follow deceptive spirits and teachings that come from demons. These people are hypocrites and liars, and their consciences are dead. And you know what? Mm-hmm. That goes that, that goes for Christians who make up their own Jesus. Right. Who form their own Jesus. Right. That goes for that. Jesus tells us in Matthew 24, and hear this scripture, read it this past week, reading it today, doing it next week too, so just be, be, prepare yourself. Mm. Matthew 24, verses uh, 6 to 8. You're going to hear of wars and threats of wars, but don't panic. Yes, these things must take place. But the end won't follow immediately. Nation will go to war against nation and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines and earthquakes in many parts of the world. And all this is only the first of the birth pains with more to come. Mm, that's comforting. Oh, yeah, right? <laughs> and, you know, Jesus is – I love Jesus because not only is he providing a way out, not only is he telling us this is, right. what, this is what you should do, this is your way to God. He's trying to prepare us for the, the, the ultimate rebellion against right. God, right. that you need to be ready. You need to be ready to meet God. You need to be ready to have yourself secure. And pretty much what he's saying is don't lose – don't lose don't, – don't get off track. No. When these things happen, they're going to happen, but keep your faith in God. Keep Exactly. And I, I mentioned yesterday, and I, I should have read it, but, you know, time is so valuable. Um, speaking but of. In Matthew 10. Speaking what? of. What? You were barely over time for service, like 48, 49 seconds. Really? Yeah. In the second service, I was under a little bit, wasn't I? No. I wasn't? No. You were like five minutes and something over. No, I was not. You were. You oh, went, come on. You went well over. You can no, ask Allison, I promise. Really? I was yeah, that far You were away. that, like four or five minutes over. No way. Mm-hmm. That's why we were later getting out second service than we were, because we were like right on time first service. I thought we had a baptism yesterday. No, that was the last <laughs> week. Good try, though. Good try. Really, I was over that long. You were over that long. I'll try not to do that again. Anyways, you were saying Matthew In Matthew chapter 11. 10, um, Jesus tells us that you're going to be hated. Yes. For following him. Now, not your made up. Jesus, cultural Jesus, not your made up religious Jesus, but literally mm-hmm. standing strong with the scriptural Jesus, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Everybody's going to hate you if you stand with him and you follow him. Yeah. And you, I think you can see that today. Mm-hmm. I think you can see that in, in, in our nation because, you know, I, I've had conversations with people that go to this church that they can't even talk about Jesus. They can't talk about God. They can't talk about Bible. They can't pray in their workplace. Mm. It's the most insane thing that I've ever done. But most businesses are going to fly the pride flag yep. and they're going to dance for joy like a bunch of goofballs and knuckleheads. Right. But you can't pray? Yeah. Oh, come on. Tell me that's not satanic. Tell me exactly. that's not the most satanic agenda that mm-hmm. you've ever seen. In your well, the life. problem is, is, is it's yes, it's infiltrating people's workplaces, but the bigger problem, and this is this infuriates me, it's infiltrating the church. Exactly. Uh, Jesus said this in Matthew twenty four eleven: many false prophets will appear and will deceive many people. And you and I both have have watched stuff that people have said. Some people who used to be reputable 
are just off their rockers now. And and I know we've said this. Pay attention and be careful who you're listening to. Mm-hmm. Um, even your friends. Even your friends. Exactly. Your relatives, your moms, your dads, yes. your grandmas, your grandpas. Absolutely. Because if they're not grounded in the true word of God, mm-hmm. they're going to give you some false information mm-hmm. and lead you astray. Yep. Um, and, I, you know, people are fashioning their own Jesus all over the world. I mean, I, I don't know if I've ever seen it as much as I've seen it over the last three years. Since COVID, mm. it has been off the charts crazy. I mean, it's almost like the stops have been pulled out. People will off their mind. Right, right. And then they – we had COVID, and then the whole crazy George Floyd thing with the Black Lives Matter, and that went crazy. And then the whole pride thing seemed to be ridiculous. I mean, they ramped it up during mm-hmm. 20 and 21, if I'm – am I not right? Very, very and much so. And so – a lot of Christians were, I mean, there was like, bam, bam, bam. Satan, it was like, it was like being in the ring with Muhammad Ali in his mm. prime, and you and I are standing with him with no boxing gloves and no training, and he just beating us to a pulp. Yeah. And we have no defense against, and that's what was ha- happening uh, to our world. But I truly believe, honestly, honestly, with all the things that I just mentioned in uh, that took place in 20, because you, here's what happened mm-hmm. in March of 20. The whole world shut down. Two weeks to flatten the curve. And hmm. it wasn't. Right. I mean, we went to years. Yeah. Um, in May, the George Floyd thing came in. It was just boom, boom, boom. Also, in the summer of 2020 was all the riots. Remember all that yep. stuff going on yep. in Portland and San yep. Francisco? And Black Lives Matter was trying to take over, defund the police. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, um, the pride thing in June was ramped up like I've never seen it in 2020. So you look at a satanic agenda mm-hmm. and a an agenda to break the world. And But I... It's not the world that Satan is trying to break because exactly. they're already broken. Exactly, He's trying to break you as mm-hmm. a follower of Jesus Christ. Yep. And can I be honest with you? He did a masterful job on some of you. Yes, he did. And that's why some of you got irritated when I wouldn't wear a mask. That's why you got irritated when I started talking about Black Lives Matter. That's why you got irritated when I was talking about all those things because you were buying into the satanic mm-hmm. agenda a false perception of what was right and what was wrong. Yep. And God's word for me was still the standard never changes and so that's why some of you reared your ugly head and still doing it today because you are your perception of god's word and who jesus is is totally off base you're following a false gospel exactly so who what jesus Jesus do you follow and so tony um, evans you you read this quote oh my gosh i actually heard him say this really Uh, yeah on a video should i do my tony evans voice if you want i hope he's not listening i won't i won't He'll, he'll come, he'll, he'll drive here tomorrow and I'll be in our office. Like, oh, you're here to see Brandon. Right. <laughs> exactly. Brandon's in there. No, he said, make an if you're, I'll make him an espresso. If you're just religious, you go to church, you look good on the outside, make sure you're dot, you dot your spiritual religious eyes and cross those T's. Here's what happens. That dog doesn't hunt. That Jesus will never shine the light into a dark world. Or something like that. What does it say? Yeah, because that Jesus is not real because he's man-made. He's man-made. Sorry, mine was cut off. He's man-made. Yep. He's 100% right. That Jesus is man-made. Mm-hmm. You got a little bit of the Jesus, but a whole lot of what you want. Right. That's not, that's not Jesus at all. You, that is a false perception. Um, you know, it's like when you go and let's say... I'm not even sure what what would be a good illustration on this. You want to buy the genuine article of something, okay? So you want to buy a Rolex, yeah. But somebody sells you the knockoff. 
and you try to pass it off as the Rolex. Well, most people may not know. So you might be able to hoodwink some. Mm-hmm. But then those people who really know, well, like, no. bro, that's not a Rolex. You, that's like, that's the, that's the knockoff. So you, you got that. I mean, what'd you pay like 70 bucks for that thing? Right. You know, so it's like, it, it's a knockoff and you know, well, it was like, like, like when I went to New York when I was in eighth grade, it was a big, and, and, and we knew that they weren't real because I paid 10 bucks for them. Oakley's. I bought a, a pair of Oakley sunglasses. On a street corner in New York for ten bucks, and I knew they weren't real when I bought them, but those things were broken like two months. Yeah, they 100%. weren't real. Yeah, they looked good on the outside, and that's what he's saying. You know, he's saying, yeah. you know, if you're just religious, you go to church, you look good on the outside, you dot your T's, you know, yeah, dot your T's and cross your eyes, cross your, you dot yeah, your right, eyes right, and cross right, your T's. Right, right. You know, you're, you that Jesus will never shine the light into a dark world because he's man made. Exactly. I love the. I didn't go deep deep detail with the story, but um, I love the the story that Jesus tells about the ten bridesmaids. You know, five yes. were foolish, yeah. and five were um, wise, and you know, it boils down to um, boils down to have, have an oil on our lamp. <laughs> How about Clint yesterday yeah. saying, "Hey, we should have sang that song. Give me oil on my lamp. Keep it burning, burning, burning." I was like, "Yeah, we should have." <laughs> And then I said we would have I would have sang the other version. Give me, me oil gas. in my Ford. Give me gas in my Ford. Keep me trucking for the Lord. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> but it's such a good story because you know I'm, I I won't go into whole detail, but you know five were foolish and five were prepared, and um so the ones who were prepared got to go to the wedding feast yep. and they got to. Yep. But the other ones who didn't have it and they were gone, they weren't ready they for weren't, Jesus. Yep. When they came back, the door was locked. They it couldn't locked. get in. And I really believe that that's going to happen to a lot of Christians because you're not prepared. Right. You're not prepared to meet Jesus Christ right now today. Yeah. And I think I asked that yesterday and maybe in both services that are you prepared right now at this very are moment ready? to meet yep. Jesus Christ? Because I'll guarantee you there's people sitting in that room or people listening today or people listening online who aren't ready to meet Jesus Christ because you've got mm-hmm. no oil in your lamp. Yeah. You gotta have oil in your lamp. I'm not saying you gotta be perfect. Right. I'm not saying you gotta have it all right. Right. Um, but you mentioned this earlier, you're a disciple, correct? Yes. And what is a disciple? It means that you're a learner. It means mm-hmm. that you're, you're, you're following Jesus. Are you, mm-hmm. does it mean you have it perfect? No. No. No, but you're not stagnant. You're not just no. okay being, you know, okay. You're continuing to progress. You're continuing to seek after exactly. the will of God in your life. Um, yeah. I, I think sometimes that our pride gets in the way. Um, because of either by the way we have grown up as a Christian or the way that we think it is. And so our pride gets in the way to think, hey, well, if I, if I start to really do this and let go some of this stuff, then I'm going to have to admit that I was wrong or mom and dad were wrong or grandma right, and grandpa were right. wrong or great grandpa and grandpa were wrong. You know what? Doesn't mean that they were wrong. It just means that you guys are grown and you're mature. Maybe, maybe they didn't realize that. I'm not, I, I don't know how this all plays out. I do know how this plays out today, yep. that it shows our immaturity and our pride and it stands in, in the way. In fact, in first Peter five, five and six, it says God opposes the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. So humble yourselves under the mighty power of God. And at the right time, this is awesome, he will lift mm-hmm. you up. Yep. Not you, not what you think, not yep. your agenda, but you're humbling yourself under God. And guess what? God's going to give you what you need. He's going to yep. lift you up to where you need to go. And I love that last word. It says, in the right time, he will lift you up in honor. Exactly. You know, you'll be honored at that point. You know, the world doesn't honor you right now if you no. hold to a biblical worldview. Um, but one day, you'll be honored by God. And isn't that so much more important than exactly. being honored by the world? Exactly. Yeah. 
And um, I, I just um, I, I encourage everybody if you're if, and you know this, I, I, I think you know this. I hope you know this mm-hmm. deep down inside that if you're just going through the motions of Christianity, um, that's not good. Right. I mean, if you're a sports fan, you don't like it when your team goes through the motions. You know, like when your team just goes out and runs on the field, and you can tell when a team is going through the motions. Am I right? Right. right. They're they're not in it. They're they're fundamentally not sound. They're fundamentally not in the game. They're not they're not doing the things that they should do. They're not they're not going the extra. You know, I hate mm-hmm. it when a team gets like that. They're just they're going through the motions. Right. And I, you know, the thing about a championship team, you know. Baseball, if you look at something like that, you know, you mm-hmm. look at from the, you know, like the New York Yankees in the uh, 40s, 50s, and the 60s, those guys, they weren't going through the motions. I mean, they were high-level competitive. Exactly. And they, they never backed down. And you look at the, some of those teams from, like, the 70s, like the Oakland A's who won, you know, three World mm-hmm. Series in a row. Mm-hmm. And, you know, those those guys were good. I mean, they they worked at who they were. Yep. You look at the, the Reds in the 70s, you know, championships t- twice and all these MVPs and all the gold gloves and everything. Those guys worked on mm-hmm. who they were. Exactly. And you look at, like – They were consistent. You know, yeah, you look at teams now you know like the like you know like you like your Braves are on mm-hmm. top best best record in baseball and so um they're they're they may lose two or three games right. in a row but they might win six to eight in a row and they That's know what you call consistency and they know what their identity is they exactly. know how they play together as a team and that's where we need as Christ followers to know where our identity where our identity too much espresso where our identity is. Exactly. And our identity is in Christ. See, when you start coming down off of that, it's going to be broke. I'm going to crash. Yeah. I'm going to crash. But you're right, though. Yeah. Uh, you know, your your identity is, you know, so important when it comes to what you see. Because mm-hmm. if your identity is religion, yeah, and it's about stained glass windows and pews yeah. and carpets and paint and the way it used to be and tradition and uh, whatever else you want to throw in there, yeah. if that's the Suits identity. Suits and ties and... Then uh, shame on you. Yeah, but if it's about the blood of Jesus Christ and uh, what God did on the cross of Calvary by sending Jesus Christ to live a perfect life to die yep. uh, in my place, that that I might have eternity with Him, and that I have a chance and an acceptance that when I stand before God on Judgment Day, that He's not going to see all the junk in my life, but He's yep. going to see the righteousness of Jesus Christ. Well, you know what? Well, yep. now that changes the game. Give me that. Give me all of that because yep. I can't do this on my own. Um, so religion is always these hoops, but there's no hoop with right. Christ. There's no yeah. hoops with Jesus. Exactly. It's just accept what I give to you and trust me. Mm-hmm. I mean, how much simpler can that get? Yeah. I love it. I love yeah. it. It's I like, mean, are you focused on the world or are you focused on God's kingdom? I mean, that's right. really, there's no other way to look at it. How about David's words in Psalm 24? These are good. Yeah, I sang that song during the countdown yeah. that kind of went along with this, but yeah, it's good stuff. It's like, lift up your heads. Uh, you gates, lift up um, you you ancient doors that the King of Glory may come. And then he says, "Who's the King of Glory? The Lord, is, the Lord, the Lord's strong and mighty. The Lord is mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, you gates, lift them up, you ancient doors, that the King of Glory may come in." And then again, he says, "Who, Who is, is the King, King of, of glory? glory?" And then he says, "The Lord Almighty, He is the King of Glory. Mm-hmm. He's establishing." Who's the king? Well, let me tell you who the king is. Exactly. It is God. Yep. It is only him. And I love that. I love that David, um, that, you know, he, he's come to that conclusion. And so, you know, it's like, you have to realize this. A made up phony, fake, 
Jesus isn't going to bring you anything. Exactly. But the real Jesus is victorious. The real Jesus gives you what you need. The real Jesus leads me to God. The real Jesus leads me to eternity, not a man-made religious Jesus. Right, exactly. You read this from Colossians 1, 17 through 18. It says, He existed before anything else, and He holds all creation together. Christ is also the head of the church. And we see so often that people want to be their own head. But it says Christ is the head of the church, which is his body. He is the beginning, supreme over all who rise from the dead. So he is first in everything. So if he's first, does that mean he, whatever he tells me I need to do? Right. Um, he's the head of the church. He needs to tell me what to do. Yeah. He's the first in everything. He has, uh, he's the supreme over all who's risen from the dead. Mm-hmm. God, he is it. That's the person that, that I need to follow. Greg Glory is so good. I love Greg Glory. He says, the hardest prayer you ever pray is, Lord Jesus, I want, I want what you want. Mm. I, I will go where you want me to go. And now that's a tough prayer. It is. I will do what you want me to do. I will follow you no matter what happens or what somebody says. Yeah. <laughs> that's tough. And that, that right there, that last sentence is, is probably one of the toughest parts. I will follow you no matter what happens or what someone says because so often we like the approval of man. Exactly. You know, we love to to hear people tell us, hey, you're doing great. Hey, thanks for that. Hey, whatever. Well, I mean, you and I, before you were in my office this morning, and I was telling you, I said, it's amazing how things relate back always to the Holy Spirit living in my life. It's constantly the Holy Spirit. And so I I really believe to accept the real Jesus and to follow the real Jesus and do the things the real Jesus says, you got to be indwelled by the Holy Spirit of God. you got to have a baptism of the Holy Spirit of right. God in your life. And so the thing is, is that every, every Christian has it. It's a gift. You, mm-hmm. You've got it, mm-hmm. but you actually have to take it. You, you have actually to have to open tap it. You into have, it. Yes. You, you got, you've got to rely on that. You've mm-hmm. got to, you, and I, and I, and I think I said yesterday for some of us, it's going to be like, you know, Lord Jesus, help me, help me, help me, help me, help me. And that's going to be a one time prayer a day. And for some of us, it's going to be every 30 minutes. Lord Jesus, help me, help me, help me, right. help me. Exactly. And, and I need, I need your spirit. Galatians chapter two, verse 20. It says, my old self has been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. So I live in this earthly body by trusting in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Yeah. You trust in God. Exactly. I love you uh, underlined those words. Christ lives in me. And you had everybody repeat that yesterday. Yeah. And, you know, that's the truth. We should no longer live for ourselves. We have to live and do, be obedient to God uh-huh. and what He wants, and that's it's not always easy. No, it's 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 not always easy. And um, I'm going to jump down a little bit because here's the thing that happens. And we, you know, I read a few scriptures about the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit yeah. living. Yep. And he lives yep. in you. You got the same Holy Spirit that was in in the tomb. And so, but the thing that people need to realize, if you're a Christian. Is mm-hmm. this? Yep. Is you can stop the work of the Holy Spirit. Exactly. You can stop the work of God. You can. Yep. You personally can. You you can do this, and um, that you by your actions, by your words, by your likes, by your dislikes, by your tradition, by the way you, as I use air quotes, you think it ought to be. You can put a halt mm-hmm. to the work of God because exactly. you jammed up the work of God. In fact, in fact, First Thessalonians five nineteen says, "Do not stifle the Holy Spirit." Yeah. Some of you are stifling the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. and you've been stifling him for a long, long time. Yeah, and you and gave the definition of that is to restrain, to stop the action. That's like finality. Bam. Yeah. It's gone. Yeah, I and mean, you were putting a halt to it. I don't want to do that. I don't no. want to be that dude. I don't want to be that guy. No. Nope. So you have to be intentional. 
You got to be intentional by allowing God to uh, to work in your life. And so I kind of closed out saying, "What Jesus? What Jesus do you, do you follow? follow today? Yeah. And what Jesus do you follow? Yeah. And um, how far along are we? Uh, we're just over right around an hour. Look at you, right That's at an hour. With espresso. Espresso. Thanks yeah. for saying it right. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> so um, we got a few things that are uh, taking place. Um, I can share with you. Um, we uh, have the fourth annual school supply giveaway, and uh, that is coming up um, soon. Um, I'm finding the dates here. You can join the packing party on July 30th from 12 to 2. That's Sunday, Sunday. correct? Yep. And then you can distribute backpacks on August 2nd, and uh, you can sign up at richwood.church forward slash sign up if you'd like to do that. Back to School Bash is Monday, August the 14th. A lot of stuff going on in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's um, August 14th, 5.30 to 7 at the Richwood Park. There's going to be food and games and all kinds of stuff. If you have any questions, you can talk to Glenn Smith or Sue Ellen Ackerman. There that. you go. And then we've already talked about Barefoot Ministry and the good, you know, the signups and all the good things that people are going to do yep. with that. And, and don't forget about the fair service coming up. September 3rd. Exactly. 10 a.m. at the Richwood Fair. We will not be meeting here on campus at RCC. So if you come, uh, you will more than likely be locked out of the building. Um, but you can join us. There will be fair passes available here in the next couple of weeks. We're going to start for those that. on August 13th. There you go. Um, that Sunday. So you can start awesome. picking those up. Awesome. We want you to invite a friend or two to come with you. We want mm-hmm. you to come. Mm-hmm. We want you to set this date aside. Should be good. We'll have you in and out within an hour. It should be good. It's always good. It it's always like, good. It seems like we always get rain. I feel like uh, that's just the Richwood Fair, but Is it? yeah, it just I, rains. At the I feel Richwood like people Fair. sing better there. I, I think you're right. Don't know what it is. I know the song that we have to sing. Because oh, here we go. Is... Oh, which one? Well, great I am, dude. Yeah, that. But I'm telling you what. There's no greater song Big, on the face of the planet. Big Rock Candy Mountain. Yeah, that. But what I'm saying is that. I saw the light. I don't know, man. I mean, I, feel I like wondered we... in darkness. You, dude, uh, we sing songs. I mean, all the time that we've sang. The last time we sang that song was what, nineteen thirty-seven? Okay, maybe a couple a year ago. Wow. <laughs> dude, wow. <laughs> maybe we'll get it. Hank Williams to come lead it. You know what? Could you? Junior. No, no, I would have Junior come. Can you imagine? Hey, guys, uh, join us for the Richwood Fair, the fair service. Hank Williams Jr. is leading. I saw the lights. Right. <laughs> it's I'm like down. 9,000 people are at the Richwood exactly. Fair. Exactly. <laughs> I'm down. That's awesome. We need this. What is it? We need the, uh, the grandstand. The grandstand. <laughs> exactly. Yep. No, but they do sing. You're right. They do sing really, uh, really good. It's a good, it's a good atmosphere. It is. So invite a friend. You know, don't just come. Invite a yeah. friend to come with you. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think it'll be fun. It's always, um, I don't know. It's just, it's just kind of a nice night. A, mm-hmm. a nice, a nice morning. It's more work on you than. There's a lot of work. There's but you know what? Work. You know, you're, you're young. You're spry. I'm not as young as I used to be or spry. And you make the big bucks. So, um, you know, all you need to do have three or four shots of espresso. And we're going to have to. Uh-huh. We will have to do that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, you were talking about uh, Major League Baseball earlier. Was I? And it made me um, made me think, congratulations. Um, yesterday they, they had the Hall of Fame inductions. Um, congratulations to the brave 
the crime dog. Fred McGriff was inducted into the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame. So was former Red Scott Rowland. Scott Rowland was. Yeah, I actually heard that. Which is weird. Yeah. He doesn't doesn't seem that old, does he? No. Yeah. Dad said the Braves, because I I wasn't able to watch it. I don't have Major League Baseball Network, but he said the Braves were well represented. So Were they? Chipper was there. I think Greg Maddox. Who else went in the Hall of Fame? Was it just those two? I'm not sure. I honestly didn't pay much attention. I just know that the crime dog was. I loved watching the crime dog in the mid-90s. wonder how he didn't get him before now because the guy has 493 home runs. Yeah. He's tied with Lou Gehrig. Yeah, he was and a string bean, but he could hit. But I'm, I'm going to tell you something. That was well before the all the Barry Bonds, McGuire. Yep. Yep. I mean, you know what I'm talking about? Yep. He did play past that a little he bit. He did. But he yep. wasn't involved in any no, of that. No, no, no. The guy could just flat hit. Yeah. I mean, he was ripped, flat but hit. he was just he was tall and lanky. Dude, he's like 6'5", 170, and he could just – that his swing was gigantuous. I saw a picture of him recently, and he's still 6'5", 170. Like, dude, looks like he could still play. He probably could. Mm-hmm. He probably just can't hit the curb, but I bet he can exactly. hit the fastball. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, he could probably play for the Kansas City Royals. <laughs> I could to lose 130 games. I so. could play for the Kansas City Royals. Oh, my gosh. Poor guys. Yeah. Poor guys. Right? They dumped uh, Arolas Chapman um, and put him to the Rangers because mm-hmm. the Rangers were in, are in first place yep. in their division. And Arolas Chapman is in five appearances, has no earned runs and no walks. I would have taken Chapman. 12. I would have taken Chapman. So his Braves. run was just zero with the Texas Rangers. It's like 190 or 180 something for right. the year. So, right. like, holy cow, bro. I mean, I, he, throws, he throws like you. I'm kind of, right? 100 mile an hour fastball? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've seen him pitch before. I'm sure you have too. Oh, definitely. It's fun to watch. Um, I, uh, what was I going to say? I'm I'm in a golf cart with him. Really? Yeah. I'm surprised he's so big. He probably takes up a golf cart by himself. Yeah. Dude's tall, isn't he? Well, what happened was, is I, you know, I was working at the Hall of Fame one day and we had this golf cart and we we were taking boxes, um, around to where our storage unit was. Mm -hmm. Well, he was walking and he actually flagged me down. He's like, whoa, 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 can you run me to the clubhouse? And he had just gotten there and I don't know where he went. He went the wrong way. And, um, so I was like, yeah, so he jumped. He didn't really say anything. And I let him off the clubhouse. He fist bumped me with his humongo paw. Yeah, exactly. Got out. So that's cool. Yeah, well, I was going to say, I'm kind of anxious to see what happens. You know, they're talking big trade deadline stuff like Shohei Otani is going to get traded and then Mike Trout may be behind him. Like, like the, uh, angels are going to drop some people, but we'll see. Wow, that'd be that's weird. Shohei Otani's fun to watch. Pitcher that can actually hit. Like on the nights that he's not pitching, he's their pinch hitter. Or their outfielder. Or their outfielder. Like, it's crazy. That'd be me if I was playing. Or if he is pitching, he is still hitting. He hits, yeah. Yeah, so there you go. I guess, how's that work? Uh, DH? I'm not sure. He's, DH he's the DH. Pitching? Yeah. So, I guess. I don't know. I, I baseball He's is, fun to is watch. Ridiculous. It's ridiculous yeah. right now. Yes, it is. So ridiculous. It is ridiculous, but I can't say much because my Braves are setting the top of MLB. So that the last three minutes has been for you, Sue and Allison. We hope you've enjoyed it. I know we haven't <laughs> talked as much baseball lately, so uh, there's that. There you is that. Know. You get two shots of espresso in each of us, and you never know what's going to happen. So Yeah, we could do this all day long. Let's go. We can't. Uh-huh. I've had too much coffee to drink. I'm going to have to go to the go, potty eventually, go. you know? Yeah. yeah. But, well, on that note, right? There you go. (laughs) 
we will say goodbye to all of you for this week on Grounded. And thank you guys listening and always, um, you know, either sharing it or, um, you know, telling somebody about it. Or thank you for the coffees that yep. come in. And, but thank you to everybody who just listens and, um, hangs in there with us and, and maybe something that is said or something's jogged your mind or something to get you to go down a road and get you to think and go into God's word. That would be awesome. Absolutely. So, thank you guys for being with us always. And Brandon, I hope you come down off of your coffee high. I hope I slowly, gradually come down and I don't crash, but same for you. You'll fall face forward into bed and you'll be done. I'm done. So, (laughs) well, you have a great day. Everybody else, you as well. See ya.